Welcome to episode number two of the Fall Summit podcast. Fall Summit represents the continual process of striving for the next goal before discovering that these goals are waypoints on the path to the next summit, not the destination. We aim to discover how others deal with this never-ending path and illuminate strategies, techniques, and ways of viewing this process to help you continually progress on your own climb of betterment. This week, we chat to a coach at CrossFit, Kieran Gorm, who is competitive in the sport of CrossFit, Johnny Bicken. We dive into what it takes to be a competitor in this sport, the challenges that have been in his path over the past 12 to 18 months, and how he gets the best out of his training. This is a podcast about not comparing yourself to others, showing up, and not expecting perfection every day. A quick note, we mentioned Matt Fraser a number of times. This podcast was recorded before he retired. He is now retired, but still probably one of the greatest of all time. Enjoy, guys. So, take number three. Um, so, Johnny Beacon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot say your second name correctly on cue. So, Johnny Bacon, for folks, that, for d- for folks that don't know you, how old are you and where do you live? Uh, I'm 21. Uh, I live in Fintorn in the north of Scotland in Murray. So, along the uh, Murray Firth. Uh, for those of you that ever looked at a map and thought that was pronounced Murray, you were wrong, apparently. <laughs> no, yes, it is Murray. It's so annoying like when people... When people move here for the first time, like, oh, yes, we moved to Murray. And you go, oh, so close. <laughs> yeah, I've pronounced it wrong most of the time. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about your sporting background, I suppose, when you were growing up. Um, wow. Uh, so I pretty much played everything growing up, uh, not even to a particularly high level, to be honest. <laughs> um, just kind of when you're kids... Um, but our our mum basically kind of got us to do uh any kind of sport um just to kind of have a go at least we had a go at it and just find just to find something that we um that we liked um so i mean my brother and me between us we played uh tennis badminton football rugby orienteering kayaking um sailing orient i think i said orienteering did i uh <laughs> swimming you just- have to know where you're going on a boat as well yeah <laughs> literally just anything um some things we played like for a while like tennis um that kind of we could we both kind of played that for a, a long time really um rob played football to um he actually played for ross county for a number of years actually um in like the under i think like under 10s or something like that um so he played he played football for quite a while um and eventually it was i we both kind of settled on a sport that uh i found out about and mum didn't even introduce us to so so uh yeah i found crossfit and i kind of got both of us into it and <laughs> that's it really so if your mum didn't introduce you to crossfit like as she did all the other sports uh how did you find out about crossfit then uh, i think just like everyone else really i kind of heard it being the word being bounced about um a lot and I was like, what the heck is this? What is CrossFit? Okay, let's go look it up. Um, and I, I, I basically did. I just kind of looked up. Um, and I think it was, I think I found Mainsight. But there wasn't anything on there that kind of um, clearly told me what it's about. So I was like, okay, fine. Um, so I think I looked up on YouTube. Or maybe there was a link. I think there was a link to YouTube or something like that from Google. So I went and looked it up and I saw the highlight reel i think it was for the 2015 crossfit games and i was like what the heck is this like 
they're doing these crazy pull-ups and jumping on what looked like canoes at the time, <laughs> but they were paddle boards. That was 2015. And I was, and at the time, I was, because I'd kind of done, I'd done, I say bodybuilding with quotation marks, but it was really just me doing sit-ups and push-ups in my bedroom. Um, and I was kind of going, this kind of bodybuilding kind of sucks a little bit, but um, for a 13-year-old kid, it's quite fun. But when you get a bit older, it's like, I kind of want to find something that's a bit more all-round. And then I found, I looked up CrossFit, like I said, and saw it, and I went, whoa, this this could be the thing. This is this looks awesome. I want to try this. Um, and just kind of tried lift di- different little bits of it from there. Um, and then just kind of, like most people, fell more in love with it over over time really i think it's something interesting you said about bodybuilding like if you are watching one of the games events and you see the athletes competing there mm. they don't look dissimilar to you know not the massive like mr universe kind of style yeah. bodybuilders but they you know they look pretty jacked yeah i mean i was 16 at the time and i was kind of like i still want to be i still want to have my gains <laughs> i say gains but i was still like pretty skinny um and I was like, oh, doing this CrossFit thing, I might I might lose my gains. And then seeing like Rich Froning and all them, I was just going, oh, okay, maybe maybe I won't. <laughs> and then sure enough, didn't I never, like I've got bigger doing CrossFit than I ever did doing, I say again with quotation marks, bodybuilding. Yeah, it's, it's funny that the difference like in the way that you train, because at no point when you're doing CrossFit, are you really considering the size of your muscles? No. You're just, uh, you're just training to get better at what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then- Absolutely as a byproduct like the things that you need to get as strong as they need to be by getting a little bit bigger here and there but you know for bodybuilders like some people will do bodybuilding for years and and they'll be breaking down exactly which days they should do which muscle groups and splits and all this kind of stuff um that's not splits like the sort of ballet side of things (laughs) um that would be impressive though yeah and uh (laughs) and breaking it down and, and and maybe never getting those sort of gains but you know you can uh, yeah, we're, we're chucking the word gains around a lot. It's starting to turn into a bodybuilding podcast. But, um, That's gains with a Z, Z as well. Z, yeah. yeah got I was Z on the Z. End. Like, I'm not American. <laughs> what was the first wad you did? For, oh, man. I think I tried doing something like... Um, okay, so there's a gym that I went at, I went to in Forest, and they had a, they had like a studio room... Uh, and he had barbells and plates and Olympic stuff. And I said, hey, can I bring a barbell into into the studio? And they were like, yeah, no problem at all. Just have a bit more space to move around. And there was a strip of AstroTurf with a sled on it. And they had a box. And I was like, okay, right. I'm going to do like 15 box jumps, push a sled up, and then do 15 power cleans. Um, <laughs> thinking I knew what, how to do power cleans. And I think I had like 40 kilos on. And like, I'll, do, I'll just kind of do x amount of rounds and then i kind of got up i started doing the power cleans and i was like oh god these are really hard and i think i must have done like two rounds and i was feeling super out of breath and i was going oh my god this is terrible um i think that must have been the first crossfit type ish workout they did if you want if you're talking about like official crossfit workouts the first one i did was cindy and i remember doing it in my bedroom um because i've got one of these i had one i still have actually um one of these door frame pull-up bars that you put in um i imagine a lot of our members are quite familiar with those uh, (laughs) over lockdown (laughs) i have i had one of those and i was like okay so this can't be too hard 20 minutes five pull-ups 10 push-ups 15 squats no problem 
Um, so I started doing it and I was like, oh, this is actually, I'm quite enjoying this. Like it's, a, it was, it was hurting, but I was like, oh, this is a, this is a quite a fun kind of hurting actually. Um, and I just did strict pull-ups. I had no idea how to kip at all. And I try and kipping on one of those bars. I'm sure people have tried it. There are many YouTube videos to prove it. Oh yeah. Um, and I finished that and I, I, and I think this was later in the year. So it was quite cold. So we had the fire on and I was absolutely sweating in the house. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. 20 minutes. Um, and I think I still got something like 20 rounds or something. I don't know how good my reps were though, but. That's pretty, that's pretty respectable, uh, buddy. I, I was going, I really enjoy this. This is really good. I suppose another big change uh, in your kind of discovery across it is the idea of it changing from a training methodology into mm. so, sort of your competitive sport, which is quite a. I mean, you know, for those of the, for those of you that are newer to CrossFit, it's it's a confusing idea in some ways because mm. the two are kind of quite often lumped in together. Oh but yeah, because I mean, I saw the games and I watched the highlights, and I, I, I that that was twenty sixteen was the first year I watched. Um, the games like in our house um but i remember before that just before that the 2015 games documentary came out and i watched that and i was just went oh my god i mean that is so cool it's like that kind of thing where you get goosebumps and you're like oh i I think i can do this and i just went right i want to do this i'm just i'm just gonna go and compete in this um i don't know at the time i was like i want to be the fittest on earth (laughs) I'm, i'm gonna do that i saw like ben Smith winning it, and I'd, I'd seen Rich Froning win it, and I was just like, oh, I just want to be that guy. Um, obviously, over the years, I've kind of discovered that is very, 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 very hard to do. Um, but, I mean, I still want to... I'm not putting myself down or anything, but I, I still want to, like, compete to a pretty high level. I'm probably never going to win the games, but I definitely want to be as 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 good as I possibly can be. Um I think that's a really good distinction to make is the idea that it's it's relative to yourself. Like mm-hmm. out of all of the genetic potential that you have, could you use as much of that as possible? Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily like, you know, Matt Fraser, who's won the games. I can't even count how many times now. Five times now. Five, yeah, five yeah. times now. Um, a whole hand's worth. Uh, <laughs> he, you know, he's previously been a Olympic weightlifting competitor mm. for many, many years. His yeah, like parents, ten years or something. Yeah, like his that. parents yeah. were Olympians. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's there's some there's some things that have gone on there that have led to him being you know having great circumstances um, to get there. And uh, so and you know the utmost of his genetic potential is exactly where he probably is right now, which is pretty damn awesome. Uh, but for for everyone else out there, it's like not to get discouraged by that. Like when you see someone who is absolute like an absolute phenom. Um, not to get discouraged by that, but actually to and not always compare yourself to that person because mm-hmm. that can lead you down some deep dark traps. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the biggest, um, the biggest kind of weapon of that is uh, social media, and you say, "Oh, look what they're doing! They're doing this, doing the na- that, and the next thing." And they're like, "Oh my god, I can't! I can't even do like a fraction of that." Um, for me, like from a kind of competing standpoint i'll see someone who's relatively the same level as me and i'll go oh wow look what numbers they're doing and um like numbers they're putting up and times they're putting up and like oh i'm not even i'm not not even gonna be close to that when it comes to the open or anything and it's definitely like look 
like calm down a second like that's not that's not definite that's not for sure it's just your mind kind of getting to you a bit more just calm down there's things that you are still great at what you do just take chill out man just think about things rationally um and worry about your what you're doing don't worry about what anyone else is doing that's completely out of your control i guarantee matt fraser is not scrolling through the instagram accounts of anyone else to see no, what they're up to no. i think he said that in multiple interviews yeah. um like if you concern yourself what other people are doing you're going to get distracted from what you could be doing mm-hmm. so yeah i i fully agree with that one and that's not just like i think that comes back to like you know if you want to be a pro level athlete it's really important if you want to just be you know competitive in the thing that you really enjoy it's also really important because you can get disheartened from like if you want to you know compete in triathlon or you know something like that and you watch some Ironman event and just go I'm never going to be as good as that like you may not be but just focus on your process and like embrace the process of getting better like get one percent better at one thing every day and it's going to mount up but if you get distracted by you know the gulf between where you're at and where someone else at in one thing you might you might just stop and give up which Mm. would suck so you're better to just enjoy the process and just get a little bit better or something all the time absolutely like as long as you're i've I've said this to people in the past to members um or folk have come and trained to me and they're not having a particularly good day like oh god like i had a crap day at work i'm so fed up um i'm going hey look you you came in today you showed up you did the workout like you are a tiny little bit better than you were yesterday like if you didn't come today at all you wouldn't be further on you'd be in the same spot but you did come in and you got you did it you got the work done and you showed up you were there like you no one can take that away from you and you can't take that away from yourself more importantly yeah like if if you really aren't feeling it one day but you do one push-up that's you putting one paddle stroke and going up a river that otherwise you would have drifted down like i can't remember i think it was i think it was someone like tommy hackenbrook was it maybe that said it was it was uh some analogy like there's a massive pile of dirt some days you got a shovel some days you got a spoon and you've got to move that dirt from one end to the other end i I might have been tommy hackenbrook i can't remember but as long as you're moving that dirt you're still moving forward. You're still moving it. So, yeah, wise words, wise words. Um, are, you yeah, exci- the, uh, are you excited about the Open? I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely getting excited because, I mean, I've been doing a lot of training and this year has been very hard for like me and my family, for example. Um, and so, I've had a lot of bad training sessions where it's just like in the middle of it um doing a workout and going this is going terrible like i'm feeling super out of breath and then everything kind of gets to me and then just like totally chuck the workout and just have a breakdown halfway through and there's been a lot of those and just a lot of sessions where it's just been hard just really really hard um because i think when you're competing it's not just doing like typically hard workouts which are like thrusters and burpees for most people like that kind of thing i really enjoy thrusters and burpees for example but it's doing stuff that you like you personally don't like Like i don't like doing a huge amount of heavy lifting but i've had a ton of heavy lifting sessions over this year which has just been really hard so i'm definitely looking forward in the open to showing um 
all this stuff that I have done. Like I've put hours in the gym and I'm really looking forward to kind of saying, right, that's, I deserve that spot. Yeah, man, that's exciting. And it, it, you're right. It has like, you know, the world's been pretty all over the place in the past 12 months and for you especially. Um, and I don't know if we want to, we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but for those of you who don't know or the members that don't know or folk who are listening that don't know, um, do you want to just quickly explain about, I suppose, what's been going on personally for you in the past 12 months? Yeah, so um, about literally like nearly a week ago last year, um, my brother Rob was diagnosed with a brainstem tumor, um, which is basically an inoperable brain tumor. Most are on the kind of frontal lobe. Um, like, I'm not going to say easily operable because they're really not. Um, but they, they can be operated on. Usually, most more often than not, they grow back, but this particular one uh, is not operable. Um, so... Rob went through brain surgery last year. Um, I think probably quite soon, maybe like a next week last year. I think it probably would have been something like that. Um, went through six weeks of radiotherapy. Um, I think it must have been like three or four months of full dosage steroids. Um, yeah, just trying to trying to treat it as like best we can. Um, but he's doing really well just now. Um, like health wise he is the doctors are really really happy with like every single um like scan like mri he's had they've just been like wow this is amazing like you are doing so well and there's definitely times where he feels um um he's not going so well but i mean he's doing fantastic he's just surprised everyone really with his attitude um and just his body like when they when they originally saw the the scan they just kind of like oh like this is this is not good this is really not good um grade of tumor they go in grades like a grade one is not so bad and it goes up to grade four which is is pretty bad um and originally thought there was it was a high grade of grade four uh and then they saw him and they were like they didn't actually know which of which one of us is rob um and i which one of you is rob and he was like oh yeah it's me and they went oh okay they were kind of expecting to see this person look really run down i guess um like he was going down the stairs and they asked him oh do you need any help and rob was like no i mean i could walk on my hands down these stairs if you want <laughs> um and they so they kind of looked at him and did their assessment like hey this kid is like nowhere near as bad as as we thought and um and that was what the whole brain surgery was for it was to determine uh the grade of tumor um, which what they got was thankfully low grade, which isn't as bad. It's obviously still not great, but it's not as bad. Um, and yeah, I think, and what we can put that down to, the reason why he's been doing so well, like obviously mentality, Rob's mentality is ridiculously strong, way better than me. Um, like if, if I was in that position, I would like just be a wreck. I know that for a fact. Um, but what we can put that down to is doing sport and fitness for so many years eating so healthy i mean it has helped him so much during the recovery from brain surgery um i mean he still can't feel particularly well down the left side of his body um he had to learn to walk again um he still kind of sees a little bit of double vision sometimes 
um, recovering from brain surgery, recovering from steroids, like he has done it way faster than normal people would. Um, and yeah, like I said, we can just put that down to his lifestyle um, that we've that we've both kind of been living our whole lives, really. Yeah, and I, I think that's one of those, you don't get into CrossFit to, you know, you, you get into CrossFit to try and make yourself better at sport and better at all these other things, but it's the, you know, it's the times where you, you know, being fit really really helps out and mm. and that's kind of testament to that from from rob's perspective oh absolutely um so that was i suppose a, a you know a massive challenge for you i suppose is motivating yourself to train uh you know he would have previously been in here training as well uh yeah i mean i train pretty much a hundred percent of the time alone uh so i'm kind of alone with my thoughts a lot um and it's something i kind of realized recently um I could be going into a training session, totally fine, not thinking about Rob's position or the position of a family or anything like that, um, and then doing a really, really hard workout. Um, and when it gets, because everyone gets that point where it's like, oh, I'm in the pain cave, um, and I'm in there, and it's just like, ah, it's just can't do this, I can't do that, I'm not breathing well, and there's these kind of negative thoughts get into your head, but it's like this kind of subconscious thing, I don't know if other people listen to this that have um, someone who has cancer or uh, a serious illness, but um, that stress kind of like bubbles up, and you don't know where it comes from, um, you don't see it coming, but you just kind of, everything gets to you, and it's this feeling of despair, um and yeah I, like i said i don't know if, if um anybody else that has is in the same position as me gets that but um i'm gonna be honest it's shit it, it's it's not nice um because yeah it just in those moments when it's really hard in a workout um yeah it it, it just crops up just nothing you can do about it yeah um I can't, I can't imagine like how how you get yourself out and get in and train and don't like get you know distracted by your thoughts it's mm-hmm. I, it, the fact that you're you know keeping on trucking with it is pretty damn impressive buddy um and i think that it's it's interesting over like this period we're back in a lockdown we you know we're coming back into lockdown all that kind of thing and um i suppose everyone's going to struggle with this idea of like motivating themselves to train and you've been solo training for forever um you're, you're a pro at this game um, nobody really wants to train with me though like i'm not surprised which is, which, well, it's, well it's, I, I have i have had buddies over the years that come and train and they're awesome and they do it really like those like um one of my friends uh a shout out oscar connor uh, uh he he came down like every single every single week uh and um just crushed it every single time i mean he wasn't doing muscle ups like me or just like like the same weights but he like we scaled stuff down so he could do it alongside me and he absolutely crushed me unfortunately he um um has a very serious disease himself just now and i don't hopefully he may be able to do the same physical stuff again but we're not we're not sure yet um and then I got another buddy of mine who's in the army. He comes down and absolutely crushes it every single session. But like a lot of people, um, kind of go, "Oh, Johnny's far too fit to work out with." I'm like, "No, like, have you ever done CrossFit? Like, you can scale everything down. It's okay." And I find it, I find it a little bit frustrating sometimes because I'm like, 
you can't like yeah you can train alongside me it's okay to do that it's it's totally doable like my mom has come in and trained me sometimes and she's 56 i mean uh 36 uh, <laughs> good, good save good save <laughs> yeah I know. um yeah and she's coming in and she's done the same kind of thing as me but it's just scaled down a lot and again that's just the, the beauty of crossfit really everyone can do and i suppose uh you know it, is there anything that you would say to to our members and any listeners who are kind of struggling with the motivation of training on their own now when they're in, they've not got that environment of the gym around them remember why you started um i've heard that before um and i just remember that 16 year old me who was just so amped up and so fired up just to to get in the, just to get even just to get in the gym to be honest and just do something and move um just now in lockdown i think one of one of the things in training you 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 should definitely do is do stuff you enjoy um it's not kind of the time for just doing stuff that absolutely sucks like you really do not if you do not enjoy burpees for example don't go go and do like 100 burpees for time if you're really not in the mental capacity to be doing it do something that you enjoy but as long as it's fitness related, <laughs> obviously as long as fitness related, don't like, if you enjoy eating a 12 pack of donuts, don't go and do that. But yeah, do something in training that you enjoy and at least you're doing something. Yeah, I think it's, it, it's a good way of thinking about it. Like there's, there's so much going on in everyone's lives. You know, if you, if you want to move, like if you want to go skiing, if you want to do, you know, this, that or the other, if you want to go on yeah, a big I mean, bike ride. Yeah, I mean, you're ride, moving, aren't you? You're yeah, go do burning it. calories and... Yeah, for sure. Um, I I've started doing something recently that that I think for me works quite well. It's that it, you know I suck at burpees. Like I hate them. I suck at them. So it's long limbs. That's no, no. Uh, we, um, we both we both share that pain. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> I want to get better at them. So I just like if if I go into the gym if I go into the gym and I'm going to warm up, I start doing a load of burpees. And I just like I've started to like integrate them in. And I'm like, I just ask myself, what would someone who's good at burpees do? they do the damn burpees and they do them fast. Mm. So I'm going to just do what someone who's good at burpees would do, even though I'm not someone who's good at burpees. And if I just keep doing that, I'll get better at burpees. Um, and like, even if, you know, even if you really don't feel like training that day, if you just get five burpees in, you've done something. Like if you just do one of those things and just do it for however long it is, and then the next day you might feel more enthused. I mean, there's, I mean, I've said, if you're not feeling particularly mentally or physically up for it that day do something like do something cross related that or fitness related that you enjoy um but i definitely think there's those days where you don't feel particularly up for it and you go i'm still going to do this assault bike intervals or whatever it might be and i've had plenty of those training sessions where i'm going oh, i really don't want to sit on the damn bike again but i come out and i'll stick like one light on and i'll get i'll put something on the like for me it's usually like some kind of johnny cash like grungy um type of country music and i'll just do that and afterwards i go that was actually really cool um because it was something i really didn't enjoy i didn't want to do it but i did it though didn't i even though it was like quite late at night and it's, it's just cool that feeling like wow i actually conquered that i did that um 
it's those moments of accomplishment like it's yeah you feel so much more impressed with yourself when you do something yeah, you impressed really that's like. a good way to put it impressed with yourself. Yeah, yeah yeah you're like you know if you were watching from the outside you'd be like yeah you go girl <laughs> you're just like super happy with yourself i remember last year i i think i don't know if i'm i was messaging ian uh from cross glasgow and uh, i was like you gonna do murph and he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like i'm gonna go do it right now and it was like nine at night i bet i can do it faster than you <laughs> i bet you can uh but like i just because i'd said to him that i'd do it i just went and did it and it was like pitch black running a mile and it was in the middle of winter or whatever uh, I don't... by the way i was meaning that you were saying i bet i can do it faster than you. oh no no that? i was like yeah. no you can definitely do it faster than me johnny <laughs> i don't know we'll see <laughs> let's do it right now come on <laughs> no um <laughs> no <laughs> So, no, I really don't want to do Murphy either, man. No, 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 all right, no. Um, for those that, you know, come and train at the at CrossFit Cairngorm, um, or for those of you that go along to a CrossFit box, like your coach is the coach that's there at the time, like at CrossFit Cairngorm, it's going to be myself, uh, Ellie, other Ellie. Or, or, <laughs> I was going to say, other Ellie. Or, or, or yourself, Johnny. Um, for you, who's your coach? Uh, so my coach is Ali McKinnon down at uh, CrossFit East, East Kilbride. Um, actually, well, it's actually base fitness and CrossFit now, I believe. Um, I can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Ali's been in the game for, uh, I don't want to make him sound old, but <laughs> been in for a while now. Um, and he's been on, he's been to regionals a couple of times uh, on an East Kilbride, uh, CrossFit East Kilbride team um he's competed with like mike catris and those guys on two athlete program teams um and it's just like a really fit dude <laughs> to be honest um yeah just a re- really great coach just really understanding um if there's a session where i'm kind of like not doing particularly well he's like don't worry about it, man it's completely fine just do it just do what you can um so Ali's been, I, I contacted, I actually didn't ask him to be my coach or anything like that. It was about um, start of March last year. And I just met, because I think I would just finished up with uh, um, European Championships, like, oh, I want to say like a, just over a week before. And I said, oh, hey, hey man, um, I'm looking to do maybe some like individualized programming. Do you have any idea? Because I was looking at the athlete program at the time because they have their whole like personalized programs and i went oh do you have any idea what this is like if it's any good or anything and he said hey i'm actually i'd really love to have an athlete to like that's want to compete to coach like can i coach you and i went i kind of <laughs> i kind of went oh my god alan mckinnon wants to coach me <laughs> um and I was like, yeah, absolutely, totally, because I competed with um, against him actually at the Glasgow Classic in sep- like t- September 2019, and um, I I didn't really know totally who he was. And I, I I do remember though him and his business partner Simon they ran proving grounds uh, for two three years, and that was actually the first competition I ever did. Um, so I kind of, I remember at the end of the competition, I went I went up to him. I was like, oh, thanks a lot for running the competition. And he was like, yeah, no problem at all. And then like didn't <laughs> didn't hear him or see him until like September 2019 uh, at the Glasgow Classic. And um, him and Simon just 
they Ali won and then Simon came second and I came third and I, I remember like doing some workouts and like and then I think it was one particular one it was we were on the bike and then they both got off and I went oh my god they're so far ahead of me <laughs> so so yeah it's just really cool seeing someone that's so I mean Glasgow's not in the grand scale of things is not particularly far away I mean East Kilbride you should say and it's not particularly far away um so I was like wow it's really cool that this someone so close so fit um and they just asked me if they could, they could coach me I was like whoa little old me <laughs> um yeah so that's kind of how like how um he started training me um and we kind of yeah got this whole whole thing going <laughs> that's awesome man and I suppose over the time that you've now been training with with Ali um I suppose versus like you know training without a coach and and other times before like how has your training evolved so I I kind of struggled with it for a while actually because I was so used to just kind of doing my own thing um before I followed uh Ben Smith's blueprint for like a year and a half I think it was um so it was a lot it was I mean I wasn't doing everything in in the day because he was working out for multiple hours but I would definitely choose things like uh, I'd get the week's program and go okay that workout scares me the most I'll, I'll do that one um but it, it was it was hard definitely going from doing stuff like okay I'll do that for today that's fine because there was I mean there was definitely some times where I'd go okay I like the look of that one I want to do that one um compared with going to personalized where we identified right at the start okay right (laughs) you're not very strong (laughs) uh so we definitely need to get stronger um and went from doing uh like a lot of metcons i i think i was doing like a metcon every single day um apart from like rest days i think i was was training like six days a week um to uh lifting for just like the whole time and lifting heavy like lifting for heavy for about two and a half hours and i was feeling absolutely fried uh, and that that was very hard and i was going oh i, I, I want to do a workout i want to do a metcon though and it was like no okay we're lifting um i did i did kind of struggle with that for a little while um going but i knew that this guy knows what he's talking about i mean he's he's like i said he's a really fit dude so i need to trust him he's doing the right thing and sure enough he has been doing the right thing it takes a big weight off your mind i suppose as well like you can focus on being an athlete rather than focus on being your own coach and i think that's one of the things like uh, from chatting to some of our members that is and, and also from my own experience is like being able to turn up have something that you are told to do and then you do it and you just focus on doing it rather than why you're doing it or this or that or the, you know it's really easy to, and especially as a coach like trying to take the coach hat off and put the athlete hat on is not that easy uh so you know coaches need coaches it's it, well i i definitely worry a lot as well i'm a terrible decision maker um like i go okay right am i gonna have tatties at lunchtime or am i gonna have rice rice or tatties, rice or tatties. and i'll stand for ages <laughs> trying to figure out and i can't decide like oh my god and like you imagine putting that into training <laughs> and go right okay i'm gonna do that workout nah stupid i'll do that one no maybe i'll do that one or or like wait or like should, should is this what i should be hitting or maybe i should do that or maybe i should hit this like or should i be doing it 
and you just start to overthink and but and so with a coach it's a lot handier because like okay you've got to be doing 80 percent for this i'm going oh crap can i even do 20 percent like 80 percent and then sure enough i can do it um so that that definitely takes a weight off my shoulders in particular so if the open goes according to plan what's the next stage after that oh boy um that's a very good question <laughs> uh well if there's if there's live competitions hopefully should be happening uh, i have signed up for the european championships um which have changed their qualifiers now are in may and then their finals are in oct- yeah october um so hopefully that should be running um i mean i well, I say it should be enough time, but I mean, here we are a year later and we're still in the same position that we were last year. Um, so definitely going to definitely gonna do that one again because I did that last year and it was it was pretty awesome, to be honest. Uh, and it's such a high level of competition as well. I mean, I, I, I mean, I didn't scrape through qualifying. I was the top half, um, but it definitely took a lot to, to get in, to qualify for. I mean, I did some of the work. I did first qualifier twice i did the second one no that's a lie i did the first one three times i did the second one three times and i did the last one twice just because i was so adamant on getting into that competition um and i remember the first event of it was uh wonder max clean and jerk and i was like oh okay like i'm i'm not the strongest athlete but i think i'll do all right in this um and i, I didn't realize that like I never knew that 150 was kind of like a standard <laughs> clean and jerk weight <laughs> in that competition. I was like, oh my God, I think I clean and jerk 125, which is like an all right weight of clean and jerk, but that was good enough for like like 50 something. <laughs> I was about what, 65 athletes competing. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be hard. <laughs> what place are we going for this year? Um, UK. Yeah, personally, I would like to get top 100 in the uk um in 2019 i think i was like 105 and i really wanted to get uh top 100 um but ali was like oh no we should be getting higher than that and i was like oh i don't know ali we'll see Um, so if you get top 100 in the uk does that put you forward into the next stage of the open then uh i think it might i think it's like top 11 percent go to the fourth week i i i I might be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Better get your, better get your story straight on yeah, this Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know these things. Yeah. I think it, I think it is doable. I think I can, I can actually do that. I think that is doable to do. So, in the lead up to the Open, um, if, you know, if some of our members are looking to, to do well in the Open, um, what are some, I suppose, elements of your daily routine, uh, you know, nutrition and balancing recovery and that kind of stuff that you that you kind of stand by, they happen every day? Hmm. Sleep. That is pretty important. I, I've, um, I found, uh, excuse me, um, definitely get a good night's sleep. And it's not like, okay, I slept eight hours, but I slept from 12 till eight. Like that's still not quite the same. And I think your, your deepest sleep is meant to be from like 10 till two. Or something like that so definitely going to bed at a good time um and trying to sleep for that like a good eight nine hours I, I sleep about nine hours every single night um and i definitely notice a difference on days where i didn't kind of go to bed at the right time i feel very sluggish the next day 
Um, other things to help. Ooh. Eating some good food. Um, and not just kind of eating crap after every single workout or definitely not eating crap before every single open workout. Um, I think it's also, the open is a good opportunity as well just to kind of lay off bad food for a good few weeks and at the end like oh it's the end of the open aha great fun let's have a little bit of a a little bit of a pig out and it's it's a good opportunity to kind of to do that a little bit yeah you've got three weeks in which to kind of push yourself a little bit which like, was five weeks it was five <laughs> weeks three weeks is far more manageable uh you can you can eat well for three weeks um yeah that's yeah yeah, it is. It is good. It's like if you if you treat it like it's it, three weeks of like trying to do all of the habits that you struggle to do the rest of the time um, around like recovery and sleep. And What's cool with the open as well is like you can you can kind of treat it as a like it's your big comp for the year. Um, anyone can do that really. Um, no matter what fitness ability you are, you're like right. Okay, I'm gonna absolutely just smash this open workout. I'm gonna do the best I can possibly do. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the cool things about it. Yeah, and considering at the moment, like no matter what sport you do, there's very little competition out there mm-hmm. uh, because most stuff's in person. You can't do it at the moment. It's it's really nice to have a fixture in the calendar. You're like, I'm going to push myself for this one. Um, and it, it's like a check-in with yourself as well, like a reality check. Like you're forced to do workouts in a competition environment mm-hmm. um, in the gym, fingers crossed, uh, where you push yourself really hard and it's like a reality check of like, okay, how good am I actually at workouts that involve? Yeah, like- it, it drives me mental when people are just like, oh, there's no point in doing the open. I'm not going to qualify for, what's the next stage now? What are they calling it? Section? No, not sectionals. No, that was know. years ago. It's like it's like the open plus and then you get yeah. after that. It, it's basically regionals, isn't it? And then, but yeah, <laughs> and then you, get, then you get basically regionals after that. Yeah. And I, people, when people say, oh, there's no point in doing the open. I'm not going to qualify for for the next stage and you're just like what are you talking about like it's that's not what that's not what it's about like you don't like there obviously there are people that that's what the open is they need to do that in order to get to the next stage i'm probably not gonna i'm probably gonna get the fourth week and not gonna go any further than that but um uh not probably actually definitely <laughs> um, don't know what ali'd have to say about that but, yeah i don't know sorry ali uh but it, it can be used absolutely used for yourself like you may be um bob who's uh 55 um is going to be doing the scaled option but he can still use that to test his own fitness so do the open this year you come whatever place next year you're like right okay i'm gonna i'm gonna train hard every single day um i'm gonna listen to my coach uh i'm gonna try and beat that next year and it's just yeah it's 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 a test for yourself um i think that's one of the great things about the open and then also um i know it's a line that's been said oh, like so many times but it's probably getting a little bit cheesy now but the community side of it is, is definitely so fun when everyone comes in on a friday night um everyone just goes all out and everyone's cheering each other on and people don't realize it but they get so fired up and it gets so loud i've been at some um some kind of friday night lights for the open and you're thinking it's like you're at uh the crossfit games like people are going that mental but like it everyone just wants to do well they just want to do the best that they can possibly do and i think that's that's great 
I've always really admired uh, Rob Lawson's Friday Night Lights because oh yeah, they go he, proper. He uh, goes ham. Yeah, like, there's there's full on disco lights everywhere and 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 a DJ like it's it's yeah. Well, they have two, they had two of their guys. Um, oh, I can't remember which year it was. Now. I think it was 2019, and it was they did like a kind of head to head between the two of the guys in their gym, and they had like the whole because they have one of those roller shutter doors at the front of their gym, so they kind of rolled it up and they had the guy run one of the guys run into uh like their walkout music and stuff and i was like that is cool that's good fun like what a way to make it fun for members yeah for sure and that's what it's all about it's about the fun of it um yeah. like at the end of the day uh for most of us which is which is a good thing it's, it's a nice fixture to have um i suppose like as we're wrapping up what has been what's it been like for you joining the team at crosser king Grum? oh it's been great i've really enjoyed it um you kind just, of got to say that i suppose yeah <laughs> Ruby's holding a gun to my head right now. <laughs> no, it has been it has been great. Like everything has run so cleanly and professionally. Um like, I always feel really comfortable when I'm coaching a class. Uh just because everything is there for me to see. Um I I don't need to worry about running out of time at the end because there's always like a little bit to do just in case like I kinda didn't quite plan correctly. Um and I remember it's just great crack as well. <laughs> great fun. Um. Yeah, it's just been great. It's been That's really awesome, man. No, it's it's been so good having you. Um, it. I think it's one of those really interesting things. That, like we opened this box in a place where there's never been a CrossFit gym before. Um, with this idea that it would work, and it seems to be working. Um, but yeah. we also like, you know, I remember, I, Rob actually dropped in to come and do one of the open workouts. Yeah, yeah, it was twenty point one. Yeah. Uh, he was so cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the coldest open workout he's ever done. Yeah, um, and like that was that was kind of like how I met your family. Um, yeah. And then uh, Ellie, our other coach, uh, we met through. She came along to a weightlifting workshop that we did. And it, oh yeah, when was that? Was that? I must have been some point after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Colette came up from Glasgow. March? Yeah, it must have been. It, yeah, it, it I, I remember I couldn't make that because I signed up for it and then I couldn't make it. It must have been right was, before we got locked down. Yeah, there was a there was a fundraiser on for um, one of my friends that had passed away at the end of uh, 2019, so that's why I couldn't make it. I yeah, um, but like in this sort of area, you wouldn't expect it. There's there's a lot of crossroads, which is damn awesome. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah. to find, to they find just come out of the woodwork. They're yeah, just, <laughs> like you don't see them at all. A gym opens, everyone's like, <laughs> it's like Fight Club. <laughs> All right, we're wrapping up. Um, and we're going to ask you some questions that we're going to ask uh, all of our interviewees at the end of the podcast. Okay, so, are these kind of like goofy Instagram questions? No, no. <laughs> I've, pulled up a, I've pulled up a picture from 2014. Oh, okay. oh God. No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, God, no. Um, tell the listeners three things that you've discovered make a massive difference in your health and fitness. Oh, God, man. You can't drop questions on me like that. I need some time. Uh, massive difference. Okay. Um working out <laughs> definitely um hmm definitely eating some some good food uh and not just kind of eating crap i mean people kind of think like they have to they kind of think they have to be really technical about it like oh i need to be measuring x y and z like not really just kind of i think greg glassman said it the best where like shop around the outside of the supermarket don't really go down any aisles just get real food um which is what we've always kind of eaten in our house we've always 
I mean, we don't have a microwave, so we don't like have microwave meals or anything like that. So we've always just kind of cooked our own, like made our own food um, all the time. So it's all homemade stuff. Um, so we've been very lucky with uh, with with that. Um, that's two, isn't it? Um, <laughs> working out, eating, like very generic answers. But uh, have you ever noticed much of a difference if you, you know, when you've had times where you don't eat well or don't eat real food? Yes. Um, I've definitely noticed that. Like I've had on a weekend, like okay, let's just go have a stack of pancakes because I, 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 because I, I find out how to make them because <laughs> I couldn't find anywhere that sold like really good fresh American pancakes. So I was like, I'll make them myself. Bad idea. Bad, bad idea. What's the what's the expression like? Uh, if you catch a fish for a man, like he'll eat for a day, but if you give him a fishing rod, he'll like eat forever. That's just that kind of thing. And I, I've definitely had Mondays where I just go, I'm never eating pancakes ever, ever again because <laughs> I'm working out and I'm just going, oh, I am dying right now. It's amazing how much of like a, a hangover you can get from certain types it, of food. It really is, actually. It's very surprising. You think, ah, oh, it won't be it won't be that bad. Like, it'll probably be a little bit groggy, but no, you definitely feel it. Yeah, you, you get an instant hangover. Like, I get an instant hangover from certain foods. Like, if I pick up a cookie and I eat that, I'm like, oh... I start getting like a bit of a headache and I don't feel particularly great. And then the next day I won't feel awesome either. And you're like, oh, it was not worth it. Yeah. What do you find like makes an impact on your fitness? Like, you know, obviously like, eating bad makes your fitness not feel quite so good. Eating good makes it feel better. Is there anything else you experiment with that you find kind of, obviously we mentioned sleep already. So you, that one's been taken out. Can't have that one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Having a good place to train, I think is quite nice. Uh, I mean, I'm very lucky with the, the home gym that we're currently sitting in right now. Um, I've just kind of kitted it out with stuff that I want to, like, like I, I, I remember when I kind of first started, I was like, right, okay, I want to be able to do, if I see a workout on Instagram or, or whatever gym's page, I'm going to be like, right, okay, I'm just going to go out to the gym, I'm going to do that. And I've kind of built it up over the years. So, and I, and I really, I really, I actually really love it. I'm in love with my home gym. <laughs> like, it's such a, a homely place to me now because I've spent so so much time in it and I've tried to make it as nice as possible. Um, but yeah, having having a really nice place to train is good. And the members at CrossFit Caringwood are very lucky because they do have a very nice place to train in. Yeah, there's uh, there's something really nice about just being in the environment that is conducive to doing the thing that mm. either you want to do or you don't want to do in that moment, or you, but you know will make you fair. And, and having an environment that kind of like pushes you a little bit more or like makes that a little bit easier i think that's quite uh, that's something that's been very hard in lockdown i mean like once again i've been very lucky to have my own space so training hasn't really changed at all for me um but it's really hard i can definitely sympathize with people um that are like they have to train in their um like in their living room um and it is it's really 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 easy just to just go ah you know what i'm really not feeling it and warm up and just kind of put the dumbbell to one side and just like collapse on the couch because it's right next to you so it is very easy just to kind of skip the workout for the day um because comfort is right there isn't it whereas at the gym it's not right there so you have to get going you have to get moving yeah yeah for sure and i I think it's like if you can the best thing to do is like repurpose a space like if you can yeah if cordon, you can, cordon off an area yeah like this is the workout bit even if it's in the same room um there's something that i think uh, i read in atomic habits uh which is a book by james clear really good if you ever get a chance um 
and he was sort of saying that like you know if you've got a space to work in then that should be like a workspace uh and if you've got a big house i mean that's why people have home home offices yeah if you've got a big house that can be its own room but if you live in a studio apartment uh just cordon off an area make zones like make areas of the room that are for specific things you know there's like little kid kind of play pens (laughs) like one of them (laughs) perfect for burpees um (laughs) but like in all seriousness like if you if you create an environment where if you walk into that the purpose is fitness and you will make fitness happen you you know it's training yeah it's training time in the same way that like if i walk into the kitchen it's coffee time like because that's the environment (laughs) my coffee machine is and i'll go and do that like even if i went in there to cook dinner i'll be like i could i could do with the coffee because it's there um (laughs) if you create an environment that's like associated with that activity it makes it a lot easier to get that activity done. Yeah, um, and, and obviously it won't be exactly the same as as it as it is in the gym because you don't have um, everyone there kind of suffering together, and you don't get the high five at the end. Well, we haven't actually done high fives at the end of a workout. I can't remember what a high five feels like. Oh god, I miss those. Oh, it was so fun doing that. Like, I know it's probably it sounds like another cheesy thing, but it was just fun giving a high fives at the end of a class because like you know that person had been really struggling with um that work out in the past you're like yeah good job man and high five and just it gets people kind of amped up which is fun yeah for sure like i think that's the big thing like if you joined crossfit thinking about you know you wanted to improve your core the thing you actually found was that a community of people doing things that are difficult around you is amazing um yeah. and that's the bit that i fell in love with when i go into crossfit um and finally one thing you would like to do but you struggle to implement oh one thing I like to do is struggle to implement. <laughs> okay, I got it. Uh, be in a relationship. <laughs> oh, that's that's true honesty right there. <laughs> I was thinking about it for a while and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's all that training and recovery you got. Yeah, for. yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I got priorities. Priorities. <laughs> <laughs> Working out. Does Ali uh, not put, adult PE? Does Ali not put a column in the uh, in the spreadsheet of your training for actually socializing? Is that <laughs> is that the bit that's missing out? I I don't know, man. I uh, I don't drink, so like going to the pub when everyone's totally pissed. Like I know I I mean I don't have to drink, but it's it's kind of like everyone else is totally hammered, and you're like, yeah, this is it's fun, but it's not quite the same. I don't know how high the 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 rate of uh, survival of relationships that start in pubs is. I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Me and Ellie met in a crosser gym, so maybe that's the future. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's yeah, an, I don't know. No, I don't know why I said that. It was just an example. But anyway. But no, it's it. I think it's one of those. Um, it's one of those interesting areas. Like we always chat about, uh, you know, what you should eat, how you should sleep, how you should train. But mm. like a big part of you know life is the relationships you have with people around you and you know we've touched on that a lot yeah, there you were totally. chat, chatting about your family over the past year and things mm. like that like that is that is one set of relationships um but yeah like balancing relationships and training for like hardcore fitness is i imagine yeah. pretty damn hard cause i'm just like imagining someday like um like trying to like try and do all these things like when you have a family and we have kids like you example like you're running a whole gym you got two two boys um i i think that that's really impressive managing to do that as crazy and see seeing people that are able to kind of like balance that pretty well um because kids i mean 
you can't quite kind of like chin them off to one side like you have to be look after them constantly and you need to be there for them and you should also want to be there for them like most importantly um through stuff like working out and adult PE can just kind of has to take a bit of a a backbench there yeah it's an interesting one um and for sure like you know when you see I think it's really one of the really um, we're going to bring Rich Froding up again. Uh, you know, when you see some of the videos that him and his family have put out over the past couple of years, or like more recently, where you actually see like how his, you know, oh yeah, he's got a massive ranch going on and the kids are just roaming around, but it's super cool. Like they're in about him training. And I think one of the yeah. big things that. And they're around their dad, which is yeah. most important. I think one of the big things that I've realized is that like you don't have to separate those things totally. Um, and. Yeah. Well, like even just like seeing your kids in the gym with you, like they're just having fun and they just basically see it as a massive playground, which yeah, kind of is. Yeah, yeah, I'm an adult. I still see it as a big playground. Yeah, like I like the, swinging on bars. They just want to swing on some rings and jump over some things. And it's like, it's super cool. And like we started setting little challenges for Hector, or our eldest, and uh, he's loving it. Like he did 15 burpees in a minute the other day. And I was like, oh no, I'm going to have to try and do that now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like i think for me it's about you know i my ambition has never been to make it to the crossfit games uh which you know is both realistic and probably sensible um but uh you know for me it's like being a role model for them and like so that fitness and and and, you know fitness is something they grew up around and Mm -hmm. it's something that they and they just know well yeah it's 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 not something they have to push themselves to do because it's just a habit like it's what they do do um they've grown up doing it and i think that's really really important like what they see is what they'll emulate and so for me it's like you know having the kids in the the gym uh or like you know getting them out and doing activities and not as a separate thing but as like just as part of the family i think is really important for 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 us and it's not easy like i'm not going to say that you know we just go in and do heavy snatches and they just grab their plastic barbell and get on with it like it's not like that there are there is um there's give and take but uh yeah i think you know not trying to treat it as like you have to do your thing separate to their thing uh is something we've been trying to do a lot and you kind of we've had to do over lockdown um there's been no time where they're at play group which we miss dearly <laughs> I've, I've heard that with parents it's like oh man like i love them but i just want them out of the house for a while <laughs> an hour an hour would do um <laughs> all right we're gonna wrap up there um thank you so much for taking the time johnny it's been really no, it's awesome fun, talking I hope to that you. things i've said have actually made sense i know sometimes <laughs> i can just like ramble for ages and just go wait a minute what did i just say like did i actually answer the question or <laughs> hey this is our second podcast so we're learning yeah. on the well fly. this is my first podcast so <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well we're both getting better at it all right thank you so much and we're gonna wrap up there bye-bye Thanks for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Johnny Bicken. You can find him on Instagram at Johnny underscore Bicken and look out for him on the CrossFit Open leaderboard. Our next episode is going to be an interview with Craig Gadd, a professional hand balancer who is working with us with a handstand challenge over this month, where we discuss all things handstand in both circus and CrossFit. This will be a bonus episode, so look out for it sooner than you might expect. See you next time, guys. Train hard, eat well, sleep lots, and keep showing up.